Yo, yo, yo. What's going on? Just moving forward with my conversation about inner child work and um, all of this uh, let's talk about music and everything. I hope you've been tuning in and putting on your playlist that reminds you of a time where you are There we go. Had to do something there on my phone. Just wanted to see how are you doing with your playlist. I really am encouraging you to put on your playlist on your phone uh, music that brings up a time when you were playful, when you were being, um, <clears throat> when you were, when you had your mojo, when you had your carefreeness. Hey, Gail, what's up? Uh, I really, really want to encourage you to do that. This this work that we're talking about here, uh, becoming trigger proof, is really about creating safety in your own body, <clears throat> and that's done not just by doing cognitive exercises, but it's actually physically engaging. Engagement is the way that you're going to make these trainings actually real for you. That's really the whole key. Hold on one second here. There you go. Um, sorry, I just had to skip the dishes just, just arrived right now, so I'm having to turn it on there. So today we're going to be talking about boundaries. I'm going to be talking about boundaries right now. This is critical uh, component. Uh, under pressure is your go-to. Fantastic. Um, Speaking of under pressure, when a dog is, is barking, uh, trying to do a transmission, it kind of disturbs your flow, but that it, it's all good. Um, boundaries are who we are. Boundaries are exact, like who we are is our boundaries. It's basically what's okay and what's not okay. I'm going to do a quiz right now. So I want you to have in this training a paper, a pen and paper set up, okay? pen and paper, you're going to want to take a lot of notes for this one because this is the training. It's all about you. It's all about how you respond uh, to an energetic wall inside of you of what's okay and what's not okay. And it's anything from physical touch. It's anything from your time. It's anything from just the, the language people use with you, the energy that they're giving you. Uh, we are our boundaries, and I want you to imagine going through life, you go through life and you don't really understand this concept, and it's our relationships with our primary caregivers that really set the tone for this concept of boundaries. And if you were raised with, uh, with parents that didn't understand attunement, that didn't understand nervous, reg nervous system regulation, which quite honestly, most, most of us don't. This is all a new, relatively new science. Um, then what'll happen is, in my situation, I was raised with, I mean, Persian mother, without, you know, kind of tending towards, both of them kind of tending towards the narcissistic parenting style, which your voice as a child doesn't matter. Uh, your, you know, your need for space isn't honored. It's like, mom, get, get out of my room. Like boundaries of time, boundaries of space. It's this, I'm your mother. It's this concept of I'm your mother. I have a right to come in here, read your journal, read your all of that. Like 
the concept of boundaries was I, I wasn't raised with this with this boundary and the reason why I'm teaching it is because I had to relearn it and the reason why we have to relearn it is because if we want to create secure attachments at home we want to feel safety within our relationships we want to feel safe within our relationships we have to understand this concept of boundaries we have to understand where we're at first of all if we don't know where we're at then how is somebody else going to understand us and oftentimes we'll end up feeling unsafe if we don't know this we'll feel unsafe in relationships in our work we just don't have any safety around us whereas when you really learn this and you have a dedicated and committed partner who's into learning this as well and communicating them back and forth then the relationship becomes an actual space to heal and evolve and grow together it's this Im image that i have of myself and my wife when we got married is i'm I am here with my inner child, she's there with her inner child, and I'm not just marrying her, I'm marrying all of the traumas, we're marrying all of the traumas and the experiences that we went through uh, together, that we've gone through collectively, and we're merging and meeting at this time, so it, a conscious relationship isn't one that's happy all the time. A conscious relationship is one that, respects each other's boundaries and understands and wants to assist and help one another heal through conscious awareness of each other's wounding. That's what a conscious relationship is about and it's probably one of the most fulfilling things you can experience. It is the holy grail of human existence, I believe. It's not about how much money you make. It's not about <clears throat> your shiny new objects. It's really, am I able to create that safety and security at home with somebody who I'm able to speak my truth, who's able to speak their truth, to have true intimacy, to take off the mask. And that happens as a result of boundaries. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Hey, what's up, what's up, Victoria? Uh, nice to see you. Hey, Crystal, nice to see you too. Just saw you at the uh, at uh, at the grocery store a couple days ago. Hope you're doing well. Please text me, reach out to me. I hope you're doing well. So what I'd like to do is to go over a quiz. So I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions and I want you to rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10. So on a scale of 1 to 10 and also write it in the comment section. We can do this as a community because really the whole goal here is to understand yourself first. When you Understand yourself, you know what your boundaries are, you're able to communicate them so that your partner or whoever else is in your space, you can communicate them in a very powerful way without being overly aggressive. Uh, and you can actually relax into your safety. A vision that I have for you is, especially if you're female, feminine, if you don't get this part right, what happens is you don't know your boundaries, you've abandoned yourself right? You have a self-abandonment going on. You have, you, you don't trust yourself with boundaries. So what happens is you must then put on an overly aggressive, masculine, uh, external hard shell just to say, fuck you to everybody because of the fact that you haven't yet done your inner work to create and heal that wounded inner child within you and to protect them yourself. See, there's a wounded inner child within all of us that doesn't feel safe, that didn't feel safe in the world, didn't feel seen, didn't feel heard. And it's our job as human beings, our journey on this planet in this brief time that we have to recreate and reconnect with that inner child that we've abandoned to help create that safety and say, hey, I'm here to protect you. I got your back. 
whoever should have protected you at that time, they didn't have that available to them. They weren't aware enough. They weren't attuned enough to themselves, let alone to be tuned into you. So I'm going to be here to do that now. That's my job to do. And if you don't do that, what happens is you will constantly, when you do do that, you start to feel this incredible sense of safety within your body. And then you now have this guarded, you have this protective wall in around your heart, but it's not like a wall of iron. It's, it's a protection of, Hey, I got myself. So guess what happens to your external ladies? You then start to relax into your feminine because you've created that boundary within yourself. But if you haven't, <clears throat> you'll compensate for creating this really aggressive external masculine front, but that's only to protect the fact that you have this very, um, uh, porous wall <laughs> of, of boundary around your own self. Okay. So I'm going to do a little quiz for you right now. And I want you to write down in the comment section, take some notes, write down what, what has come up for you. Okay. So <clears throat> here's where we got, here's what I have. Let me just have it right here. Let me just grab it. Okay. So Getting to know where your boundaries currently lie. Okay, lovingly, without judging yourself, you're going to give yourself a, 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 a 1 to 10. 1 meaning I'm not good at all at this or I, I have challenges with this. 10 meaning I'm rock solid. So there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 categories of boundaries that I want you to really get to know within yourself. Number 1, emotional boundaries. Give yourself on a scale of 1 to 10. Okay, how accurate this is for you, this statement. Here it is. I'm not responsible for how they feel. If they're triggered or getting, if I'm not responsible for how they feel. If they are triggered, I'm not responsible for getting them regulate, regulated. I can tolerate others' experiences and see I am separate for them. This is to, this is to, uh, quantify your emotional boundaries. In other words, when somebody else gets triggered, do you get em emotionally enmeshed with them? Does their trigger become your trigger? Or are you able to separate yourself from them? How, in other words, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being, oh yeah, my feelings are my feelings, 10, their feelings are their feelings, and I'm able to separate myself from this other person, be it your mother, be it your partner, and, and by the way, this, the neat thing about this is you could be great with your partner and horrible with your mother, right? I'm horrible, horrible, horrible growing up being Persian in my culture, horrible emotional boundaries with my mother. I, whatever her feelings were, I became them. I made them about me. I didn't have good emotional boundaries with my mother. This has taken a while and it's a work in progress, but where are you at? Where would you say you're at with this? Okay, you're a one, okay? Emotional boundary seven. So are you able to, to separate yourself? So Gail, what Gail says is one, it means that when someone has an emotion, you then all of a sudden become that emotion as well. When they get triggered, you make yourself responsible for it, okay? That's a one. 10 is, oh no, that's their feelings, that's mine. So. Take a look at that one. Okay, number two, sexual boundaries. This is pleasurable. This is not. And I'm safe to express that. There are no have-tos. Like, oh, I have to do this. You know, my partner wants me to do this, so I have to do that. 
I have to do that. Okay, give yourself a scale of one to 10 with your sexual boundaries. Okay, a one is I have no boundaries, whatever they want, I do, and I can't say no. I'm gonna explain to you why that is in a moment, but write that down. Give yourself a scale of one to 10. Number three, verbal boundaries. Give yourself a scale of one to 10 how true this is for you. I can use my voice to communicate my truth regardless of a person's power, age, influence that I'm speaking with. Let me say that again. I can use my voice to communicate my truth regardless of the person's power, age, influence that I'm speaking with. Now that's a tough one, verbal boundaries. Where are you at with that? Are you a one or are you a 10? Yeah, I can speak my truth, it doesn't really matter. Me, personally, I really don't have a problem with that. Verbal boundaries, I'm able to say it, eh, no problem. You think I'm an asshole about it? That's fine. <laughs> that I don't have a problem with. However, the next one I have a problem with. Write it down. Perfect. Sexual boundaries, eight. Uh, Laura says one and now five, six, thanks to this work. That's right, Laura. Beautiful. Number four. This is a big one. This is the part, this is the one that I've had the worst problem with. And I'm a work in progress. I'm getting, I'm a work in progress of all of these. We all are. So we're getting better as we go. <laughs> if you, do this consciously and if you take on the work of becoming trigger proof, you become better at all of this. Number four is time boundaries. Ooh, do I ever suck at that? Here it, here it is. Tell me how true this statement is, one to 10. I decide how long I will stay, talk, and help because I value my time. I don't overgive my time or withhold my time. That's a tough one especially for me because my inbox is inundated with people sharing with me their problems. I have a limited, I have a limited time in the day. I have clients that I see who've invested in a solution with me and yet people are messaging me left, right and center, especially during this time. And there's this little part of me that feels guilty saying no, because I don't want to be perceived as the asshole. Please, please write this down. In order to become better at setting boundaries, I must become better at being misunderstood and trigger-proofing myself to the feelings of guilt. Let me say that again. In order to become better at setting boundaries, you must trigger-proof yourself to the feelings, the disgusting feelings of guilt and misunderstanding. Because now what that means is I'll say, I'm sorry, I, I can't respond to you. Please, you know, come to my next seminar. What do I do with that? Tell me, help me, what do I do? Here, come to my next seminar. We're going to answer that. Well, all you want is money. Oh, God. Oh, that the fucking guilt. Oh, God. <clears throat> Misunderstood. It's like, because... What happens is, what I have to understand is that when people are reaching out to me, they're in a sympathetic state, dorsal vagal shutdown, and they're wanting daddy to help. And when I say no, that's going to bring up their abandonment issues. And so this is really fucking tough for me. <laughs> it's really tough. So in order to trigger-proof yourself and to set boundaries with time, notice my physiology going like this. It, this is kind of like you need to actually up-level your healthy aggression just a little bit. In order to function in a healthy way, you must up-level your healthy aggression. Like, 
pardon me, fuck off, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Sometimes that's, sometimes that's appropriate in today's day and age, depending on what energy is coming at you. You don't know what's coming at you. You must first of all protect yourself. And it's been encroached on my time so many times that it's like, fuck you. Yeah, you know what? Go fuck yourself, right? That's a healthy level of aggression that you want to bring in just a little bit. This is a balancing act, right? And so, you know, if you work, if you do the work enough, you don't have to go so aggressive, you know? So it's a, re it's a, it's a balancing act. So where are you with your time boundaries, one to 10? Number five, generosity boundaries. Okay, I'm seeing you guys writing in stuff. I'm able to say I need more time. We'll contact time boundary seven before it was a three, six months ago. Great, Victoria. Say it one more time. Boundaries are for being comfortable. Yes, in order to get better at boundaries, Valerie, you must get better at trigger-proofing yourself to guilt. In other words, sitting with guilt and being like, ooh, there it is. I feel incredibly guilty saying this. And no, <laughs> I will not... Uh, sit down and talk with you for an hour about your problems. No, <laughs> you're not a client. You're, you're not entitled to that. No, <laughs> that's guilty feeling, but no. <laughs> Next one, um, generosity boundaries. Tell me how true this is for you. One to 10. I give materially and emotionally by listening to my internal compass and not as a way to gain love or be a good person. The amount I'm able to give at any time is not a reflection of my worth. Ooh, that's a big one. This will monitor what your generosity boundaries are. Is it like, hey, everybody, I just want everybody to think I'm a freaking amazing person. You know, are you able to be aware of both sides? This is the key. Are you unconsciously trying to appease and please or... Do you also, are you able to see that you have a narcissistic and an altruistic side? In other words, your generosity boundaries are most um, effective when you are connected with your altruism and your narcissism. We have both sides, but they're actually in a stable balance. This is why it's so dynamic. An unexamined life is a life not worth living, and we must examine in every moment <laughs> is this ego or is this soul? Is this to gain approval and be liked or is this, you know, just uh, really to give to others? Case in point, these trainings, I do them each and every day out of the goodness of my heart. There's an altruism to it. I, I have like hours in this group, if you scroll down, hours of free content that people just watch and their lives are already transforming. And I'm doing it as well knowing that I have programs. I have a breathwork seminar coming up next week, which we connect to our inner children. I have the overview experience a week later where you're going to really delve deep and, and learn these for the people that are actually serious about healing. There's people who are like, oh, I'm just going to scroll through and that's fine. There's tons of free content out there on YouTube, but then there's people that are actually serious that are like, no, I, I need to change this. Instead of just listening to podcasts they're act or, or listening to something, they're actually engaging in it. I have those coming up as well. So I'm both altruistic and narcissistic. The two are actually in a state of balance. I'm actually clear with it. So these are my boundaries, and I'm very, I feel very 
congruent with it. And then number uh, one, two, three, four, five, six is physical boundaries. This is a big one as well. Write down one to 10 how true this statement is for you. If I don't want to shake their hand, give a hug, and I hug, I don't, and I listen to my truth. If there are family members I don't want to be around, I listen to myself regardless of their response. So how good are you at physical boundaries? Or do you kind of let them slide? One to 10, where are you with physical boundaries? Hey, I'm gonna give you a hug. No, I remember one time, um, uh, I, had a, I had a condo that I was um, renting out <clears throat> and the tenant was Muslim coming from Dubai and I was him and his wife and his kid were there and I'm like hello nice to meet you I shake his hand I reach over to shake his wife's hand and he turns to me and he says no in our culture we don't we don't uh, let you touch our wives I'm like oh, okay now that is a 10 in physical boundary he's like whoa okay he was quite comfortable giving me his boundary how comfortable are you and and he's well within his right i mean that's his that's his faith that's their faith that's their religion of course i i didn't mean anything by it it was a handshake i i wasn't unclear about my motivations but it was like right there in my face physical boundary my question is how comfortable are you with it okay and afterwards i'm going to talk to you where it comes from and then Mental boundaries, the seventh one. <clears throat> Write this one out. How true is this for you? I know my thoughts, values, and opinions. I feel grounded in them, and because of that, I'm open to listening to others' opinions and beliefs. This is key. <laughs> I don't give advice because I know they're on their own journey. I don't blame or accept blaming. I'm about a nine there. I've gotten way better especially in this COVID uh, conspiracy theory conversation where everyone's got opinions. How, how open are you with your mental boundaries of saying, I'm so certain about what I know to be true that I don't need to try to get you to accept my faith or belief. These are people who are proselytizing and in the street and they're basically telling everybody what to believe, mental, even spiritual boundaries same thing this is a big one growing up for many children a lot of the trauma that we experience that we're working with with our clients is the whole concept of spiritual boundaries is that well you know what you should go to church you should go to church and it's like dad I don't really want to go to this church or one of the clients that we were working with um, was like you're gonna have a bad, bad mitzvah and she's when she turned 13 and she's like fuck that I don't want to do that that's I'm not that has nothing to do with me and he's like yes it is this is what you and there was a clash right and so this is I want you to really get that this is part of our journey. This is your uh, little quiz that I wanted you to put together. Now, add them all up. It's out of a potential 70, okay? Add all of those numbers up out of 70 and write down what you have, okay? Because this is pretty good, all right? Now, this gives you, now look at this. This is just gives you an idea of where you're at, where you're starting. This is your starting point. And all of us on our journey together, we're in this together and we're actually working towards becoming whole. And whole, healing means to make whole.
And the thing that we must work towards in order to become healthier with our boundaries, we must learn how to go back and protect and reconnect with the younger parts of us that didn't have the agency, didn't have the courage. Because to set a boundary, for example, in your home might have meant that you would have your mother or father push you away. So it was like, oh, okay. So setting a boundary and saying no got me punished. So I'm going to condition myself to not have my own boundaries just for the sake of approval. Does that sound, does that ring a bell for you? And what happens is conditioning, this happens then in our teenage years. We then learn to throw our boundaries away in service of being approved of. And we just keep appeasing and then we lose ourselves. And then we get into these toxic situations. We feel these traumas and we blame the person who was encroaching on our boundaries. But when in fact, it is just a byproduct of our upbringing and the healing comes from claiming personal authority and, and reconnecting part, part number one. Step one to doing this is reclaiming your personal authority, saying I'm the one that is responsible for my setting my boundaries and enforcing them. And nobody else is. That's step number one. Okay? I, I, I would love for you to write that in as a declaration. I, please write that in. I am responsible for, uh, I am responsible for setting boundaries and enforcing them. That's my, uh, my, my job. And you also maybe want to look and see how often you've tried to delegate that to other people. Unconsciously, you're like, well, they should know. They should know how often, because of your fear of setting boundaries, do you project that onto other people that they should know what, they, what, the, what that is. They should be able to read your mind. And when they don't, they encroach it, you get triggered, you lose your shit, and now you have two people warring where it's nobody's real fault. No, there's nothing to fix. It's just that you didn't have the courage to just say, this is my boundary, right? Does that ring a bell for you? So this is really important for you to own that. Number one is to claim that personal authority and stop expecting other people to just know. You know what I mean? It's just here's what happens when we get into relation with one another when we get into partnership with one another we spread our wings and i'm going to spread them as far as you let me you know in my first couple months of dating my current wife she basically said i'll just let you know one of the boundaries that i have is if you're dating me you're not dating other people i'm like okay that's interesting that was a boundary that uh i was not used to being enforced but i was like all right i'll give this a shot <laughs> that was a boundary that she had said, right? And and it takes a person to gain to have the courage to claim their personal authority, number one. And number two, you've been listening to the Trigger Proof podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, 
join us at breathwork and badassery or the overview experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work there's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma it didn't start with you but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work see you at the next perfect time here's the second part is you must go back and heal those wounded parts of you your younger parts your inner child that first of all didn't even know that their boundaries were even encroached because they had never felt seen or heard or their voice was never uh, listened to or uh, their physical boundaries were never respected or even considered at all and if this is triggering for you then this is a good sign it means that's where the work is that's where the good news is because if you don't then that younger part of you still feels unprotected and will likely try to get that protection externally which can never be enough it will never be satisfactory okay or you had the opposite you're an avoidant style and your emotions were never really learned how to be soothed or regulated so you had to go within so you are extremely strong with boundaries and space you're like get away from me you're like an island so normally the people who have anxious attachment have problems with boundaries you have an anxious attachment because of a primary caregiver that was there wasn't there or punished you for setting a boundary for yourself you have the opposite those are the ones who have challenges giving setting boundaries so you don't so oftentimes there's enmeshment oftentimes there's um, um, codependency that kind of thing the opposite can be true with the anxious uh, avoidant attached excuse me the avoidant the insecure avoidant who basically puts up extremely strong boundaries and then is now has created a wall around themselves where deep down they really want intimacy but because of that wound has put a wall up when things get a little bit too close is like fuck off get away from me it's too too intimate so it's a dance <laughs> it's a flow the whole idea is to learn how to flow and to understand that it's a work in progress that you're constantly going to, going to be learning and in order for you to master this thing called boundaries you must learn how to dance with your edges your edges of discomfort because that's what a boundary is it's like ooh, this is my boundary ooh and so life becomes about learning how to dance on your edges and being able to self-resource and so this is your work to do this is the work to do now when you do what happens amazing things start to happen you'll be able to communicate boundaries in a completely different way let me let me give you an example of what that sounds like an example of boundary setting once you learn how to protect your own wounded inner child once you've learned how to self-resource that part of you you are now able to speak your truth and be able to trigger proof yourself to the guilt and feeling misunderstood you'll be able to say things like hey I'd love to talk but this just isn't a good time for me right now so how about tomorrow so it's like listen I'd love to talk 
right now is not a good time, how about tomorrow? That's healthy boundary setting, okay? Another example of boundary setting is tolerating the discomfort of a loved one reacting negatively to your truth. You get better at it, right? I'm getting better and better at that. So the tolerating the discomfort, i.e. the guilt and the being misunderstood to a loved one reacting negatively. When I told my mom, mom, please, this is a boundary. You are not to talk about these things with my wife. You think that she took it very well? Of course, she took it as a rejection. She weeped and wailed and denied and all of that stuff. But how, how, good, am, how good am I? The, my work is how good am I at tolerating the discomfort of that engagement and interaction? Do you know what I'm talking about? Let me know if you know what I'm saying. Please write amen. <laughs> Another example of proper boundary setting is proximity and taking space if you need it. Getting proximity and taking space if you need it, allowing yourself to get close if you're needing connection. You know what I mean? This is, you start to get better at it when you've learned how to reconnect with the wounded younger parts of you that you've abandoned. You start, because you feel safe, connected to yourself, you're able to get proximity and take space from people as the need fits because energy is a dynamic thing. Right? This is a flow. You got to learn how to flow. Um, another example of good boundary setting when you get this right, instead of agreeing with someone to, to just to please them, you'll be able to communicate your differing opinions. I totally understand why you would see it that way. I, you and I disagree. That would be terrifying to someone who doesn't have healthy boundaries. You know what? Agree to disagree and not have any story around that. Right? Another great example, when you get this right, you'll be able to prioritize your time and energy based on what you need first, then your children, then your spouse or job. In other words, you take care of you first. You put the oxygen mask on you first and not have guilt about that or be able to tolerate the guilt of that. This is mom guilt, classic mom guilt, right? This is how I show up my best in every relationship is because I'm able to do that. The reason why I'm able to show up as my best for you right now was because I've taken the time to set boundaries for myself. Otherwise, I'm not at my best for you. I'm not at my best for the world. I'm not at my best for my wife, my child, my dogs, my family. This is classic, right? When you get this right, you'll also be able to connect sexually when you want to not out of obligation or just so that you can be loved. How often have you jumped into bed with somebody, especially this is classic when you're, you know, in your younger years, you jump into bed with the, a person just so that they're, they're going to like you. That's classic un, unawareness of boundaries. And we have to go through pain in order to raise them. You know, we have to go through pain in order to raise these boundaries. The last thing that I wanted to mention before I um, is in order to, to, to create healthy boundaries, we must connect with that inner child. First of all, claim personal authority, heal the attachment wounds, and number three, cultivate healthy aggression. Healthy aggression is that 
feeling, it's usually stored in the jaw. I would see it a lot as a chiropractor. Patients would come in with headaches and jaw pain. And what that is usually is just unresolved anger, unresolved aggression. They don't know how to actually get it out of their body. If you want to learn a really neat somatic tool, you can do it with me. It's kind of, it's going to sound pretty weird right now. It's going to sound a little bit strange and that's fine. Uh, yes, Felicia, I'm glad that you're getting better at this. Um, if you want to do this little thing just to help release some aggression out of your jaw, I'm going to do this. It's, it's, it's a somatic tool that uses sound, that uses vibration, and uses breath to help release some of the stored aggression that you have in your jaw. You can do it with me right now. I'm going to do it as an example. So what you do is you take a deep breath in, and then it's the sound is so you're going which kind of activates your jaw and with the vibration you do it real for a very long time take a take a note of how how much tension and aggression that you feel in your jaw right now how much stress you're holding on to first and now try this take a deep breath in and do this with me it's going to sound silly but i don't give a shit One more time, trust me on this. Take a deep breath in, breathing out. After you've done that, take a pause and notice how you feel. Right now, I feel my parasympathetics have kicked in and relaxing my body. The sound combined with the breath and the tone and the position of the jaw help to release some of that anger, some of that aggression. This is a very neat somatic tool that I'm going to give you to use anytime. Just go out for a walk, do the voo sound and just breathe it all out. Do it several times and that will bring, that will activate your vagus nerve. This is a vagus nerve activation, which is a very powerful, uh, parasympathetic simulator so it will help you regulate your nervous system extremely important so why I'm sharing that is because we need to activate our healthy aggression you might even notice you gain some awareness of tension that you're holding on to in your jaw that's why doing activities like ecstatic dance kickboxing physical movements Brazilian jiu-jitsu if you have problems with boundaries and this is a thing for you, and it's been a problem for you, and it's been impacting your relationships. Number one thing I would recommend is for you to take up some sport like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Well, I, I know you can't do it right now, can't wrestle on a mat with people, but anything to do with physical, like boxing, we, to be healthy, we need to have healthy aggression. Healthy aggression is, is a very um, good thing for for proper function in our nervous systems. The problem is when we were younger, when we expressed aggression, if we had parents that didn't encourage it and they suppressed it, we then learned that aggression is not valid. Aggression is not safe. I mean, when I have my kid, I'm going to wrestle with them. I mean, you see dogs, when they get together, they play. I mean, this is part of our animal nature. If we're taught that aggression is bad, aggression is wrong, aggression needs to be suppressed, that contributes to our lack of boundaries. 
for us to be able to express it in a healthy way, which look at what boundary is. It's like, stay away, get out of my space. In order for me to do that, I need to access that part of me that has healthy aggression. Does that make sense? So cultivate healthy aggression. The question you want to ask yourself is what can I do right to, to, to help me with my boundaries is what can I do right now to help me with my healthy aggression? What can I do right now to help me with my healthy aggression, to cultivate healthy aggression? Could be going out and screaming at the top of your lungs. Might, many, many people, many of you might really benefit from that because you've been holding on to such anger, such resentment. Okay, great, I get it. Go out somewhere where you're not gonna be impacting other people and freaking let it out. We need to access those younger parts of us that have been suppressed. That's it. Claim your own personal authority. It's nobody else's job except yours. Heal the wounds of your inner child and cultivate healthy aggression. Those are my suggestions. Also, for those of you who, I don't know if you can see it, there you go. Uh, can you see the, perfect, I just dropped a link. I just dropped a link in the comment section right now. Sunday, breathwork and badassery with inner child meditation. If you're having challenges with boundaries, this would be a great start. And this is what I suggest you do. Have a very powerful intention for yourself before you come in, that you're going to connect with the part of you whose boundaries were not enforced, who didn't get taught, that whose boundaries were never respected because of, of a caregiver that wasn't attuned to them, that didn't have it available. If you had a, an, an experience where you lost a family member, where you had a death of a, a loved one, and there was chaos all around you, often you're going to have the experience as a child of not feeling seen and heard. Well, guess what? Next week, exactly in one week now, actually, one week this moment, <laughs> noon Pacific, one week exactly now in one week time, we're doing our three-hour breathwork and badassery meditation and seminar workshop online. People all over the world doing an inner child meditation, connecting to them, many for the very first time, and then we drop into a one-hour breathwork session. So it's a so it's about a 15-minute inner child meditation, some Q&A, I give you some background as to why it's so important, and then we drop into, I put on a great, beautiful playlist, and I guide you into conscious connected breathing and reconnecting with the parts of you, the younger parts of you that you might have abandoned because of trauma. This is the critical component in self-regulation. Regulating your nervous system comes to comes down to connecting with those younger parts. I look forward to seeing you. Let me know what your greatest takeaway was in this. Send me DM if you have any questions about it and you're actually serious about healing all of this. If not, see you at the next perfect time. Tomorrow I'll be back with another trigger-proof transition transmission. What I'd love for you to do is think of about three or four people that you know of that need to hear this training specifically about boundaries, people that your loved ones, people that you care about, that you want them to learn about nervous system regulation, please invite them into this group and tag them on this training, letting them know why this is important for them. And hopefully we'll see you, uh, th those of you who are coming already, I can see you like, uh, uh, Gail, you're gonna show up next week. I really look forward to it. It's gonna be an earth shattering um, uh, 
seminar for you, especially if you show up with, with playful curiosity. Prepare to meet your younger self and to learn how to really set those boundaries and, and, and to be the protector that you never had. Looking forward to seeing you. See you at the next perfect time. Bye-bye.